Hello and welcome to another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, I'm your host Jackson Stone and we are here for episode number 90. Wow, 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 90 episodes. That's pretty cool. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for joining in, for tuning in for the first time. After I get through this intro, which won't be very long, we'll get to my super cool, unique, awesome guest. But yeah, this is episode 90. If you're a returning listener, you've listened to all episodes or a majority of them. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for coming back every single Tuesday. Like it really means a lot to me. This podcast uh, is one of the most important things I do in my life, having conversations with people that I find interesting and trying to dive deeper into those conversations to create meaningful connections. And that's the basis of, of my guest here. We've definitely created a super meaningful connection over the last, I'd say, you know, four or five months. But let me introduce my guest. Her name is Hadley. And here's a quick, a quick rundown uh, of her bio, but it, it doesn't really encapsulate the full picture of who she is, what she's about, the journey she's on, and the things we're gonna talk about. She wrote down this like really cool, if you're watching this via YouTube, you can see it. If not, I would go to YouTube and check it out. But there's this like map of kind of things she wants to discuss here on the pod, just based on the one question she knew I was gonna ask her, which I'm about to ask in a second after I introduce her. So Hadley is an entrepreneur at heart. She has a passion for inventions, innovations, and inspiration. Originally from New York City, she studied social entrepreneurship in college, creating connection between business and sociology. She seeks to constantly ask, how can business make positive social impact in the world? Very, very important question. She currently works as a sales account manager for the largest semiconductor equipment company, but is gearing up for a big career change. We'll miss you in Dallas, but we're excited for you. With journals filled of inventions and ideas, her goal is to start her own company one day to create her own positive impact on people and the planet. Welcome to the show, Hadley. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm, very, I'm very excited to be here. I've been looking forward to it. You said right before we started recording that you've been listening to me talk all day. I have. <laughs> I've, been, I've been prepping myself, so now I get to listen to you and myself. Which episodes did you listen to? Um, I was listening to your one on sex, porn, and relationships. Beautiful, very popular episode. Yes, it was It was great. So I feel um, inspired by your previous talks with some other folks and um, just some of the topics. And yeah, I'm ready to go. Ready to go. Ready to go. Okay, let's, let's get into the first question. <laughs> the first question, very, 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 very important question. It's the, the, uh, the theme of this podcast. And the question is super important. I think you, we... You, we, me, everyone gets asked this question regularly, but it's used more as a hello than as a introspective, deep, serious question. And sometimes it can be used in that manner. We don't have time or space or room to answer that question fully, which is okay. But if we can start to uh, lean towards answering more honestly and openly and vulnerably, which I think you do very courageously um, in all areas of your life, which we'll get into. But the question is, which you know, uh, how are you doing? Like, for real, for real. Like, how are you? Yeah, so I've been, um, honestly, I've been thinking about this question since you asked me to be on your podcast, mm -hmm. which has been, what, a week, maybe two? Yeah. Maybe longer. And um, I find it kind of interesting, but also a little bit sad that we don't really know how to answer this question. Right. So um, I was thinking about it quite a bit, and it's, if, if you think about it, it's not really an easy question to answer although we're asked it probably several times, almost every single day. Mm -hmm. And usually our answer is, I'm okay, I'm good, I'm fine, how are you? Like you said, and um, so I, 
I started to think about how other people and other countries and cultures also answer this question. And I think a story that really I felt super inspired by was when my sister was um, abroad. She went abroad uh, for like a study abroad in college to Rwanda. Mm. And they ask this question as well, like, how are you is like a greeting. And the answer that people respond with is always the same. No matter how they actually are, they always answer it the same exact way, which is I'm alive. That's what it translates to. Mm. And so I think like I felt inspired by that, especially today, because I told you I kind of hurt my back, so I'm a little stiff. Yeah. And um, if you ever have back pain, it's <laughs> really horrible. <laughs> so I was in a lot of pain last night, but I woke up and I was like, you know, trying to take some deep breaths. And I thought to myself, you know, like, I think that's the best way to like answer that question is I'm alive. And it's such a gift to be alive. And it's also a gift, you know, usually people aren't in pain and that's a gift. And, um, so anyway, the answer to your question is, yes, I'm very grateful that I'm alive and that's how I'm doing. But uh, more in depth is as I wrote in kind of this map um, of myself kind of in your everybody land yeah. is that um, I think you've caught me in an interesting time because I am I'm on a journey and I'm on a journey of, I think, personal discovery and also like self-improvement. And so I, I, I don't know like why it's happening to me now, maybe because I'm a 20 something year old and it's just kind of a, a time and place. But um, I think this, this is kind of a, a important moment, important chapter in my life where I am really focused on being the best person, partner and parent that I can be. So um, I kind of you know, was writing and thinking a lot about my intentions of this journey and the things that I want to kind of touch upon and um, discover about myself as I approach this next like chapter of my life, which would be a, a career change, a location change, a move, um, and to focus on things that I think I haven't really focused on previously. So it's an exciting time, but... Um, I think I'm busy, I'm mm -hmm. happy, I'm feeling very grateful. Mm. Um, and that's kind of, in summary, how I'm doing. <laughs> that's a great answer. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> no, super good. I yeah. want to, uh, I have two points that I'd like to expand on. Okay. One being is that I talk a lot about self-improvement on this podcast. And self-improvement or personal development or human growth, however you want to put it, can be an interesting subject, right? Because I, I think a lot of people fall into the trap of like, reading the right books or listening to the right podcasts or doing whatever they're doing, having this internal dialogue and knowing that they need to make some sort of altercation change in their life and then consuming a lot of things because um, that's what our culture is predicated on, consuming things. Mm -hmm. But then we don't move into action, right? It doesn't matter how much stuff you consume if you're not moving that into action. And I think that's where... Uh, some people, I won't say all people, but some people get stuck is they feel like they feel that slight bit of, uh, what's the word? Uh, maybe they get like a, a quick dopamine hit from like consuming some of these things. They feel like they're doing the right, they're on the right trajectory and then they don't move into action, right? You want to go from theory to practice to action, right? Those are the three steps you can take when kind of consuming this types of stuff. And since I met you, we met in Halloween which wasn't that long ago. We're recording this episode on February 28th. It'll drop 
about four weeks from now, so sometime in March. But when I met you in Halloween, we didn't really get a chance to talk, but my girlfriend was friends with you already, and she talked about how lovely and kind and nice you were and authentic you were, and I found those things to be very true. But then we had a Friendsgiving at her apartment, and we had like a 15-minute conversation, mm -hmm. and I instantly knew what she said and what you now I've grown to know about you is true that you're you're you are on a journey but you have moved from theory to practice to act to action and so how did you how did you make that step like how did you actually start to apply these things in your life more than just like reading about them you're like trying to be about it so was there like a a flip the switch kind of thing or just were like I'm gonna if I'm gonna read this I'm gonna do it well, I think it, it does start with being um, introspective, which you have said in your podcast, as I know, because I listened to them all today. <laughs> um, so I think I'm I think I'm just inherently a very introspective person, mm. and so I've been journaling since I was like seven years old, and I have all of my journals around my house, and there's many of them, and in my parents' house and things like that. So I think it helps to be. Um, introspective reflective and to be able to like pause and slow down and really listen to yourself ask yourself the question like how are you right. <laughs> like how am i but also who am i like who do i want to be like who am i right now but who do i want to be and are my actions um do they you know are they the same as who i want to be and um i think you know your actions are how like how you present yourself in the world through your actions is how people see you, right? So you have to be like really intentional about that. Um, but I think just like being able to write a lot has helped me tremendously, but also be able to surround myself with people who um, are, you know, kind, good people, but also people who push me to be the best version of myself that I can be. And that comes in friendships, but also comes in, I think, some people refer to it as like weak ties. Like when I meet somebody like amazing sitting on an airplane, mm. for example, like I met this woman on a plane who was a rocket ship consultant. Whoa. And like, yeah, you never know like who people are. Like yeah. everybody does like cool stuff. For sure. I mean, some people are kind of boring, but no, but everybody has like something like interesting and unique about them. And so like every single person you sit next to or you see like has something that they can kind of like offer you in your life if it's like a lesson or like a point of just like inspiration for you um so i don't know i just i think now like i as i kind of approach 30 in the next couple of years i won't give out my age but i know <laughs> well i pro i'm i'm turning 30 in june right and so i can tell you, can you that kind of agree everything gets better with age yeah you know if you treat it as such right Right? If you take care of yourself, mind, body, and soul, you start yeah. learning more. There's more different experiences that you can uh, grab from. You know, you meet people, you start creating actual connections because you know what you want now. So that's a, a tangent I won't go on yet, but yeah. keep going. No, but I, I agree with you. So I think I'm starting, I think I'm just kind of just, I don't know, like waking myself up a little bit. Not that I wasn't before, but I just think now I'm taking the time and energy to really, really focus on myself and like push myself to be the best version of me that I can be. Mm. And, um, you know, I think I had like a lot of, you know, fun and like adventures like in my early 20s and I was always trying to learn and grow and be the best person. But I think now it's just like more prevalent than ever. And I think it's partially because of, I think maybe like living away from home and like having different friends. And, you know, when you move to a new city, you almost like are reinventing yourself. Mm. Where you're like, well, 
like, who do I want to be now? Like, right. And what does that look like? And so I've had to do that quite a few times because I've moved quite a few times yeah. <laughs> in my life and in the past couple of years, especially in different, I moved to a different country as well. So I think when you do that, uh, when you step out of your comfort zone, it makes you, I think, grow more uh, than ever, you know, mm. when you step out of what's comfortable and what's familiar to you. Because um, discomfort, I think, is the best way to, to push yourself to grow. So, so I'm there, but I think I'm also, I do kind of want to focus more on like maybe adult quote unquote things as I approach my like early thirties, which would be like maybe, you know, settling down and be like really, really ready for a partner to mm. be like the best partner I can be, but also to like maybe have a kid like before I'm maybe like mid thirties or somewhere around there. Right. Um, and I, I think it's selfish to have a child unless you th truly believe that you are pretty close to the best version of yourself than you, that you can be. Right. And of course, we're always improving and growing and learning throughout our whole life. And, you know, I'd hope that would never stop. But um, I just think I, I want to kind of start now, you know, to like be on that journey and be like, not tough with myself, but I think critical to the point where I need to like check in on a daily basis of being like, what else can I do? Or should I surround myself with this person? Are they really you know, making me the best version of myself or do they understand like what my priorities are and are helping me kind of like get to that place. So I've just been asking myself a lot of these questions. Yeah. Yeah. Did, when you were, you said you started journaling at seven, yeah. which is a beautiful age to yeah. start journaling. I encourage anyone to start journaling. Really, it's, it's one of the most powerful tools for, you know, growth, improvement, and also just your mental health in general. But did, was somebody in your life when you were younger, like embodying these, some of these characteristics that you now have, or was it just something that you adapted and grew towards or wanted to be, or were your like parents or siblings or close friends or family members, were they like introspected? Did they uh, introduce journaling to you? Like why was that a practice that you started or why? Yeah, are, it's a why good is question. Um, I think I, I drew from it a little bit of a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think though my jumping back, like my dad always told me that I should journal mm. because I don't really know why. He just said, he just really encouraged it where he said that, you know, you should kind of document your life and how you feel and yeah. you could look back on it when you're old and you have your whole life in these pages, which I thought was really cool. So um, he, he always encouraged me to, to journal and he was always kind of my like biggest like champion, like cheerleader that like I you know, am and was really special. And he's like, you have so much purpose in this world and like, never forget that. And like, you are, you have, you're so important that your time, you know, is so valuable. So don't waste it on things like drugs or like f hanging out with the wrong crowd or like being in dangerous situations or like hanging out with just people who are kind of broken. And like, you know, you don't have time to like fix everybody. You don't have time to like surround yourself with like, bad things because you're too important and you have like a, a duty being like on this earth. And so I think when someone tells you that when you're like a kid, right. like five years old or something, you're like, whoa, like I, I have purpose here. Like yeah. I'm important. And like, I, like if someone believes in you so much, it makes you believe in yourself. So I think that's like a, a beautiful thing that a parent can do. And so I think that's what kind of, I think started that for me. Like I, um, I knew that I, I wanted to be and I was kind of purposeful mm. and needed to do something important in the world and um, tried to like really, really listen at a young age to like what 
I felt like my calling could be and what kind of innate gifts I had that could be like valuable towards other people in the world. Um, but I think, I think my mom also inspired me kind of in a different way where she is a lot more, um, I think like hands off, like really, a, a, you know, promotes like independence. So growing up in Manhattan, uh, we had a lot of independence. Mm. And <laughs> so I just think, you know, she, she kind of took things like a little bit at a tougher perspective, you know, where I was nervous about, about something. She's like, why would you ever be nervous? Like you're super tough. You can do anything. And in like a encouraging way, but in a way where it's like, my expectation for you is to be like a, a good person and do amazing things. And I like, you'll disappoint me if you do anything less mm. kind of in like a little more a firmer way. Yeah. So I think, you know, different, having very different like parents, I kind of have like a split family with like step parents too. And just having a lot of different people will be like important influences to me. And I think like, even though I, I did have like a split family of like divorce, like a lot of divorce and remarriages. Um, and I'm like one of six siblings, like a lot of people, I just like look back, I think on my childhood too. And just, it was so, so full of love. And I think that you can, you don't have to have like this, like picture family where like, you know, people stay together and aren't divorced or anything like for it to be really happy. I think as long as it's full of love and that people are being good influence is to you in like different ways than that. Um, that's what, what matters. But, um, but also I wanted to mention too, my grandmother, who was also a really big influence to me. And it makes me really sad like today and, um, and like currently it makes me very sad because she is suffering from dementia, mm -hmm. which some people might be able to relate to um, if they have a family member. But it's sad to like experience somebody who's so important to you and has such a beautiful mind and that their mind is just like slipping away, yeah. you know? And they're like forgetting like a lot of things that you were like, how could you ever forget you know, moments we had together, things like that. So when I was young, she, I think, really opened my perspective into, like, the world and um, not really in a religious way, but maybe more in a spiritual way that we were all kind of, like, made of light and we're all connected. And she taught me how to lucid dream and mm. to uh, do tarot cards mm. and, to, like, read palms and things like that. So she had a, a kind of more... Uh, I don't know what to call it, like free-spirited kind of spirituality. Yeah. But I think that also just kind of taught me how to be open to like connections like bigger than myself or to see like small joys like <clears throat> around me. So she was a big influence as well. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So back to the second point I was going to make after, after your initial answer to my question was, your uh, your three P's that seem to be very important to you, which is being the best person, partner, and parent that you can be. Right? Yeah. Uh, I like breaking things up into threes. I think it's I think it's easy, not easy. That it's digestible, it's mm -hmm. tangible, you know, and it can kind of encompass multiple domains of your life or all of the domains of your life. Like I think I mentioned this to you before, and it's also episode number eighty-five of Jackson Talks, everybody. But I break, but I break life into three parts: energy, work, and love. And you're trying to be the best version of yourself in each of those domains. And what does that look like? What behaviors is that? What kind of actions is that? You know, what's a, what, how do you identify in those areas? So I think breaking things up into threes is, is important, and it's cool that you have a three for you as well. So how did you come up with the person, you know, uh, partner, parent thing? And you know, what are you doing about it right now? Yeah, um, 
Well, I just think I, again, was just writing mm -hmm. and those things kind of just popped into my mind and they happen to be illiterate, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I do, the, the person aspect is I want to be the best person for myself that I can be in terms of feeling, feeling proud and, you know, writing down different, maybe like adjectives and actions. Like you said, like, you know, you need to put these things into actions. Like, what does that look like mm -hmm. for me as a person? And like looking back on my 20s, like what will that look like to make sure that I did these things to be proud of myself? And so I think <clears throat> for like a few, for example, is um, I'm really focused on my physical health. And so I've been exercising more, hence the back pain. <laughs> Everybody have proper form when you weight lift. Very, very important. important. Make yeah. sure you stretch. Don't ever underestimate stretching. That's my advice. Um, but I think, you know, like I've, I don't think I've ever felt like strong, as strong as I do now, like physically strong. So I think like when you um, take the time and the energy on your physical body, it does a lot of amazing things to your like mental mm. health. Right. And um, so I've, I'm kind of focused on, on, again, three things for me as like a person, which is like mental or like mind, body, and then soul. Mm -hmm. And um, so I kind of have it like written up on my fridge or as a reminder, like do something every single day for your mind, body, and your soul. So whether that's like going on a walk, you know, that can be like for my body, like physical activity, but also for my mind, like stepping away from work. And I, I think, you know, I work from home <clears throat> and I think a lot of people work from home and it's hard to separate like work and life when like they're all together, especially mm -hmm. when you don't love your job <laughs> mm -hmm. so much. So, or at least your job gives you a lot of stress. It's hard to like get away from that when it's literally in your bedroom. Right. So, um, I've, I've just, I've been focused on that a lot. Like what can I do every day for my mind, body, and my soul? Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, we're here in Texas and a lot of people are very Christian and I, don't really like to use labels so much, so I don't know if I would use that label for myself. Mm -hmm. But I do enjoy going to spaces where people can, um, you know, connect with each other on a on a spiritual level, and just kind of it's amazing when you can go to any kind of religious space where people walk in being so um, just kind of receptive, like to re receive something like a connection, you know, where like nobody's thinking about work nobody's thinking about stress like maybe they come with like heavy things that they're carrying or things that like is really weighing on them but it's like a space where like everybody's coming with something and i'm a firm believer of like you should never live your life in any like sin or secret alone like you should always tell like at least one person like somebody because i think that can like really like you can carry that like forever and it can make your heart um cold so I think like I've been for myself as a person, I've been trying to, to like find like connection, like people around me, you know, mm -hmm. I grew up again, like I said, um, being very independent. So I think I, you know, kind of came like out of college being like, I can do anything by myself. And I did like, I traveled around Europe and I lived in different countries, like alone, yeah. but like, I didn't really have like a lot of friends. And so I think that's like something I'm focusing on now is like when you move around so much, it's hard to have like, friends that you can call on when you're, when you're like having a really bad day or you get scared, you know, and you, um, I, I just, I don't think anybody should like live their life alone. It's not, not saying you can't do it. That's great. Like, alone time is wonderful, but mm -hmm. there's a difference of being alone and being lonely. Mm -hmm. 
So I've been thinking about that a lot, like surrounding myself with people, but also being like very um, careful about like who I'm spending my time with because time is a gift. So you need to be, uh, have high standards, you know, who you're giving that time to. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that, those are kind of the things that I'm doing like for myself. I also have a really big trip coming up where mm-hmm. I'm planning this summer to move out of Texas, move out of my apartment and um, go backpacking alone, yes, but I intend to make friends on the trip. For sure. Uh, around Southeast Asia. So I think for me, like, I want to give myself that gift of, like, an eye-opening trip to, like, see the world and, like, see different cultures and meet people. And, like, um, I'm kind of using it as a trip of, like, inspiration that I can take with me as I then plan to go on my next step, which would be to go to grad school. So there's a lot of things that I have that are very, like, me, like, myself-focused, which is, like, you know, this time now is, like, my remaining time of my Dallas chapter, then this big trip through Asia, then grad school, and then kind of I'll focus on like career and things like that. So that's kind of about me. Um, But then about, I think, um, as a partner Mm -hmm. is I, um, I think too, like I do, I do have a partner who lives uh, in a different state in Boston and we do plan to be together when I go to grad school. But for right now, I don't think that or I know for a fact that I can't be the best partner that I can be at this moment because I'm on this journey of self-discovery and self-improvement that I, I'm almost like metaphorically, I'm kind of like a plant, like in a case. <laughs> and I need to like, you know, I'm kind of like breaking away. My branches are kind of growing and squirming and I need to like break out of the case in order to figure out like what kind of like big plant flower thing that I I'm going to be that I want to be. So, um, we're kind of like, you know, kind of like taking a break because I know I just like, I have to kind of go on this journey in order to be like the best partner I can be. And I don't want there to be any like resentment as I know that I'm not the best partner right now. And, um, so anyway, kind of, I owe it to, to this person who you've met, who's Mm. really wonderful. Very lovely person. Yeah. Yeah. To be the best partner to him. So, yeah. And I think he wants, he wants that for himself as well. Yeah, he does. And so in unison, that's what build, what builds a, a quality relationship, right? Individual pursuits, right? Individually trying to aim to be the most, uh, the best person you can be by doing things that are valuable and meaningful to you. And then having some joint pursuits in the same kind of vain and then building that together yeah yeah and so i think you guys are doing a good job yeah yeah but but i think too i was uh very scared to take a break because i know that this person is someone that i could spend the rest of my life with but i don't think i think taking a break is not a bad thing and one of my friends told me that and i kind of realized oh yeah you know that's not a bad thing to take a break to you're not really being selfish. You're being like honest mm-hmm. of saying like, you know, I don't want to cheat myself. You know, I, I want to be honest and say, I need this time now to learn and grow and be the best version of myself I can be yeah. as a person, partner, and parent. Yeah. So that brings me to my last, uh, last P, uh, last P, yeah. <laughs> which is, um, to be the best parent I can be. And like I said, I think it's, it's selfish not to strive for that. Um, you know, if you, when you have a child, so, um, one day I would like to have a child, Mm -hmm. whether to physically have one, adopt, maybe both. And, um, and so I think I'm 
I need to, you know, focus on myself as a person, as a partner, and then that'll kind of, the last piece would help to be the best parent I can be. So I've, I've been reading kind of a lot of books and doing a lot of self-help, self-development things. Yeah. But um, yeah, and like I shared with you, I printed out um, the Wholehearted Parenting Manifesto by Brene Brown. Yeah. So um, I really love that, and it's something that I, I read a lot. It's from her book, um, Daring Greatly. And should we read a part of it? If you want to. Yeah, yeah I was going to read one for sure. Yeah. Well, my, my favorite part. Yeah, read your favorite one. Yeah. Is, uh, it's pretty long, so I won't read the whole thing. But it's about, it says, together we will cry and face fear and grief. And I will want to take away your pain, but instead I will sit with you and teach you how to feel it. Beautiful. Yeah. I really like that one. Yeah. We're going to end with, we're going to end this episode whenever we finish with what I feel is the best one on here. Good. Okay. Even though they're all very magical and wise. The and viewers can wait then for, yeah, the, yeah. for the last one because it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And when you, were, when you were thinking about these three things, person, partner, parent, was this a specific order you put them in because you think that you need to be person comes first and then partner and then parent? Is that why you ordered it that way or was it when not I, as intentional as that? It was not as intentional when I wrote it down. But when you think about it, um, like as I'm – you know, explaining it now, it, it, I think it does go in that order. Yeah. Yeah. I think it has to. I think it has to. I think you, you need to, not need to, I don't like to use that word, uh, are capable, that's a better word, of going on a journey uh, of self-discovery to be the best version of you. As I like to say, right, we're just closing the gap every day, right? You're, you're a person A right now showing up however you are, however your best is you're showing up, whether there's some inadequacies, some things you might need to work on, or some things that you're doing amazing, whatever the case may be, is you're this person. And then up here, right, we have this like infinite potential of being the best version of ourselves more consistently, right? Not all the time, every day, that's impossible. But doing whatever you can as the best of your ability each and every day is the best version of you, right? Infinitely potential. And every day we're just like closing the gap. And I think that's important to just try to strive to be 1% better. Yeah, you know, each absolutely. and every day or every week or whatever you're capable of doing at the time of your life. And then if we start to put some rocks in that container and like the person container, then we can also potentially at the same time put some rocks in having a partner or a relationship or a friendship or a romantic, whatever the, the partner is that you yeah. in that. And so I think you have to have a little bit of rocks in the container in the in the person domain before you start to go into the partner domain. But then at some point you can interlock those things and you can work on them together with yeah. your person. But yeah. I think it's important to start the journey beforehand so you're not taking everything that had maybe happened to you, experiences, circumstances, things previous right. into someone else's life. You're constantly working on those things, aware of those things, conscious of what you might bring, being able to tell your partner that and then having them be a guiding force as well. And so then that leads you to then having a child together, which is probably, you know, the most difficult and most amazing thing that you can do in this world. Uh, and so I think the way you ordered it, whether intentional or not, worked out exactly how you wanted it to work out. And I think that's another example of, you know, life and how things, things just kind of work out when you start to just write things down and move in that direction and, you know aim at stuff it's quite yeah. beautiful yeah definitely yeah anything else you want to add to that no i i think that that's pretty much it yeah okay well let's circle back to to this mind body and soul okay that's like wildly important yeah like unbelievably important if you can do 
if you can manage to do one thing every day for those three aspects of your life is critical, critical to every area of your life. And when did you start thinking about your physical body and how important that was? Have you always had a good relationship with your body? Um, yes, always. And I know that's kind of rare because I think like, I don't know if it's social media. I, I say to myself all the time, I'm so glad I didn't have social media in middle school or high school. I'm so glad. The first time I ever had, well, I had, I had Facebook, I guess, in like high school, but mm. we didn't really use it. You just kind of post something funny, right. like a words, not so much photos. And there's just way less judgment. And I, th- I don't know if it's like, I was just in a, in a good school in New York City or I, I was around good people. I feel very, very lucky with the way I grew up because I look at it now, even with my four younger siblings. Yeah. And for both boys and girls and those gender non-conforming gender expression people, um, everybody, it is so difficult Mm -hmm. because you are constantly comparing yourself to things that aren't real. (laughs) First of all, it's people's highlight reel because a lot of people don't post when they feel like insecure or when they're hurt or when they're having a really bad day. Like they post about things that are like awesome and fabulous and amazing. And, um, then also I have seen it firsthand that like almost everybody's pictures photoshopped and I'm like, wait a minute. So you're comparing your, your own body against other people's bodies. That's for the most part are fake. So I could go, we could do a whole podcast just on that. Cause it drives me so crazy. Like when you have these young people who are going through puberty and like, you know, coming into themselves as people you should love yourself. You should love your body. Your body is what keeps you alive. And, you know, it, it's so nice if you, like, rub your belly or something in the day. And you just say, like, thank you. Like, thank you for, like, digesting food for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you rub your chest and your lungs and you're like, thank you for breathing. Like, you're, that's the purpose of your body. Mm-hmm. The purpose of your body is not to, like, have a six-pack and, like, a big booty and be, like, super tan all the time. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, but I am... Um, I do feel very grateful. I'm not sure why. Like I just maybe got lucky or was around good people or just wasn't didn't have the time. Maybe came back to like what my dad told me or something. I just was too important. My purpose was too important to be to sit around and feel like I hated my body. Mm-hmm. So I um yeah, I never really had issues with it. I mean, I think everybody has a little bit of like acne here and there like mm. when they're 13 in like 8th sure. grade or something. Right. <laughs> but um yeah, for the most part, I've always been really, really confident. Um, but I think now I, I, I exercise, you know, not really to look a certain way, but just to feel a certain way. Yeah. And um, you know, growing up in Manhattan, I did um, experience some like, not gangs, but like you could say angry girls mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes at recess. And uh, I remember I, I went home after I got kind of smacked around, and my mom told me that I should fight back. And so she signed me and my sister up for karate lessons. Mm-hmm. And so since I was like really young, like doing a martial art like that, you want to feel strong and you want to feel like your body is powerful, which gave me confidence on the street. So I could walk anywhere and feel confident that I could protect myself if something bad were to happen, which I'm glad it never did. But, um, you know, it gave me confidence that I could travel alone in any city in the world, which is cool because like my body could, could be 
a weapon if it needed to be. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you, you know this about me to this day, I'm, I'm very, in, you know, into like jujitsu and I think it's a, a really beautiful sport and that everybody should have some form, a little bit of like self-defense because it's important. And really, if anything, it just gives you confidence right. to protect yourself, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, a episode recently. <clears throat> I can't remember. If it was episode 88 or 89, but either way, <laughs> I interviewed my Krav Maga instructor. So I've been taking Krav Maga since September of last year. Okay. And it's basically the Israeli Defense Force. It's um, basically uh, like how to defend yourself in the street or a bar fight or if someone tries to attack you or rob you, right? Very practical self-defense. And for the same reason, people should people should attempt to try it to feel more secure and safe in their own body so they can walk across the street, they can go out by themselves and, and things of that nature. It also gives you, like just like you're saying, like this internal sense of knowing yeah. that I'm capable of a lot of things. And people might have this argument that it might urge you to be more aggressive and fight more, but that's the opposite of what martial arts teaches you, right? It's about respect, serenity, harmonious, right? You're honoring your body by doing these things, somewhat like yoga. Mm -hmm. But then if something bad does happen, which we can't be naive and oblivious to the atrocities of the world, right? It's very important to know that bad things do happen and they happen often, that we're able to potentially defend ourselves in those situations. And if it never comes up and you never use it, wonderful. But you've learned that practice. You've learned to respect an art form that's, you know, uh, gone back history books and people have trained in this thing for a long time and it's like very important. And so... Yeah, Krav Maga has been a, a quite cool addition to my life. Yeah. And then I recently started Jiu-Jitsu as well as a, an, an addition to Krav Maga and like, you know, rolling around and learning some submissions. And again, I, I'm doing it more to like humble myself. It's humbling. To, to, make, to make sure that my ego doesn't get bigger. So I'm tapping out on a regular basis. <laughs> I'm learning things that I've never done before. I'm rolling with people that are half my size and they're just like destroying me. And it feels wonderful. Because I check my ego at the door, and then it allows me to check my ego everywhere else in life. And that is also a brilliant part of martial arts. Because when you look at someone, you don't know what their background is, what their story is. Right. And that is, can be in relation to their mental health, what they might be struggling with, what kind of things they're going through currently or they have gone through, or what their background is in sort of a fighting sense, like what they're capable of. And mm -hmm. so you want to, you don't want to assume anything of anyone, right? You just want to try to get to know people and understand them. And, and treat people with kindness in that regard because then situations are much better off. And so, yeah, don't make assumptions. For right. Sure. Yeah. Right. I only make one assumption. You want to hear it? Yeah. My only assumption that I make is that people are doing the best they can. That's a good And that's one. made my life exponentially better. Yeah. I, I don't know if this is another assumption, but I said it on one of my previous podcasts. This was an assumption, but then I thought about it later. It's not really an assumption, it's more a fact that I think to be true. So I'll alter it here, okay. but it still it still holds weight, is that every single person holds a deep intrinsic value. Yes. Right? That's not an assumption, but I said it was, but it's kind of just a fact. And then I just assume that everyone's doing the best they can. And those yeah. two things have made my life better. Even in very hostile, aggressive yeah. conversations where people don't agree with me or they get mad at me or for whatever reason, right? Just mm -hmm. things happen. And so, yeah, those, yeah. So, great. That's so that's good. Uh, about your body. It's yeah, very, it's yeah. very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because off to your point of social media, like I, I coach a 13 year old team, 13 year old boys baseball team, and they, they're caught up in this as well. 
Yeah. Like sometimes if they have to like change their jerseys, like maybe they wore the wrong jersey to practice, they have to change in the dugout or like they took off their undershirt because it got hot. Very self-conscious about their body, right? They're like pointing out if they have abs or don't or what their right. side fat looks like and right. what this might be. And I'm like, yeah. you guys are still developing and growing and your body is changing rapidly at this age and you're starting to work out a little bit. So you're going to see some different things happen there. And it's very challenging because yeah. they're dealing with that. They're dealing with how to make friends, social relationships, what may be going on at home. They're dealing with what they see on social media. They're also dealing with their own mental health. They're dealing with failure, rejection, COVID for the last two years. Should I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? Am I allowed to be close to my friends? Can I not? What's the uncertainty? What's the next step going to be? How am I going to handle all of this stuff? Like absolutely enormous amounts of stress and pressure for 13-year-old people. Right. Who have never dealt with any of this. And as adults, we don't know what we're doing. Right. As adults, we were not taught how to handle this, how to have emotional agility, stability during uncertain times, just letting things happen and going with the flow and then um, working and being diligent and uh, intelligent with your practices so that you know that things are going to work out through those practices, but letting things just happen. And 13-year-olds don't know that because no one's teaching them that in school. Maybe their parents aren't aware of that, so they're not teaching them that at home. And so how are they supposed to handle these very complex, nuanced, brand new things? You know, so, yeah, it's very hard. It's and so, so hard, yeah, yeah. I work with a lot of young athletes in, yeah. my, in my mindset program. And, I mean, sometimes we're not even talking about sports at this point. We're just talking about how to have this emotional agility and how to handle things that come at you and That's what important. to do and what like to say you to said, yourself. Yeah, you nobody know? teaches you that. Yeah. So it's good to have people like you as like a mentor or a coach to at least give them some guidance. Right. But I wanted to make a point too about the body topic. Can we all just pause and acknowledge for a minute that standards of beauty change like every like century? Yeah. So I'm also, I just find it funny like that if you don't look a certain way right now, that like you're not considered like hot or like sexy or like beautiful. And it's like, that's so interesting to me. Cause it's like, if you think about like a hundred years ago, like maybe 200 years ago, but it's like people who were seen as like, you know, really, really big people, mm -hmm. like kind of overweight people were seen as like higher up in society because they, they had like more money to afford more food. Uh. Like if you were skinny, you were seen as like super low class and like kind of like, you know, an outcast or whatever because you were poor like you didn't have enough food to eat and that's why you were skinny so it's like everybody wanted to be really really big and i think what everybody should want to be is really really healthy yeah <laughs> i think being people like you don't appreciate your health until it's gone which to me is a, a problem we should always appreciate our health and that's why i circle back to the it's a you know you should say to yourself wow i'm alive mm -hmm. i'm alive right now my body is keeping me alive therefore i love my body yeah and we're not taught that as 13-year-olds. Mm -mm. And right now, every 13-year-old just goes on social media every single day and compares himself to Photoshop, right. which drives me crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's really hard. But at least for me and my personal journey uh, about my body has been good. And I think um, just, you know, I feel good and kind to myself when I'm, like, eating healthy. Right. When I'm eating enough, yeah. I think that's really important, too. Yeah, eating enough is eating very important. Eating enough is important. I notice when I don't eat enough, I have like I don't have enough energy or I feel sick or I get, like, you know, bloated or something. So I'm like, eat food, eat good food, eat when you're hungry, exercise, move. That's important, so. Yeah. Mind, body, soul. Mind, body, soul, yeah. Heard it here, episode 90 from Hadley. <laughs> you can quote me on it. <laughs> quote her on it. Uh, but also on social media, there there are some really got to give credit to some 
some good accounts. There are some really good accounts that do a great job of highlighting how people can alter and change their body. There's one woman that I follow. Her name is Victoria Garrick. She played uh, volleyball at USC, and she had a, a really brilliant TED Talk which about the stressors and mental health of college athletes. But then she's gone on to have a very good career. Uh, she's like our age or maybe a little bit younger. Or your age, maybe a little bit younger. I'm a little older than you. <laughs> but now she, she has a large following on Instagram, and basically all of her posts are about either mental health or body positivity. And she has a few reels and posts about uh, how you can quickly alter and change your body like that with a few swipes on Instagram. And oh. she's very open about showing her um, like cellulite and you know how she sits when your your stomach rolls over. Like everyone's like, yeah. when I'm sitting, my stomach is rolled over. It's that because happens I'm to everybody. Sitting. It's like <laughs> yes. super normal and natural and <laughs> like my, like, you know, whatever, right? And so she's super open about that. And it's, it's really quite a beautiful account. That's awesome. So uh, I encourage people who, want to see that kind of stuff, the real side, the actual authentic side of Instagram to go and check that out. And then apply it in your own life. Like post, post real shit. Post stuff that you want people to see, but also that you feel inclined to share because it's authentic to you right. and it's important to you. And I think that can make social media slightly better. Yeah, yeah. But off that topic of authenticity, that's something that... Uh, I found very endearing about you is how authentic you are, especially it really came to light at, thank, at Friendsgiving when you were sharing like some stories about your life and, you know, everyone was very entertained by your stories. You have a kind of like a magnetic energy to you. Oh, thank you. Uh, um, but they were just like very you open, vulnerable stories and you were willing to share them in front of people because that's who you are. And... The biggest, right now, I think the biggest, one of the biggest detriments to people and human potential is, is FOPO, fear of other people's opinions, oh. fear of other people's opinions. I took that from Dr. Michael Gervais. He's a sports psychologist. He's amazing. Study a lot of his work. But that's, is that something that you deal with as being someone who's very authentic? Have you always been this authentic? Is it something that you like are diligent about being every day or what, what kind of process do you have with that? Yeah, um, well, I guess I, I've always pretty much been authentic. Yeah. Um, but I think as I've gotten older, I, um, how do I explain this? Let me give an example. Mm -hmm. uh, for those of you who know me, know that I really love my birthday. <laughs> who doesn't? We had a great, Some people don't. We had a great party here. We had a great party in my apartment. I decorated the whole place pink. My favorite color. Only on my birthday, though. Yeah. It's not my birthday. I don't love pink. But anyway, for some reason, I love pink on my birthday. But regardless, um, I think my favorite thing about birthdays is when um, when everybody's singing to you and everyone's kind of like looking at you and you're... Am I bleeding? No. Are oh. you good? <laughs> you hurt yourself? Oh, do you need a taste? <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. <laughs> We'll keep rolling. Go ahead. <laughs> He's fine. I, there's my words, you know. <laughs> Broke your soul. Yeah. <laughs> you're good. Um, I don't think you're bleeding. I think you're okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Okay. Anyways. Anyways. Sorry to break your train of thought. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. It's about my birthday. I can jump right back into it. But, uh, <laughs> don't make me talk about my birthday. Okay, fine. I will. Um, but anyway, my favorite moment about birthdays is like when you're blowing out the candles uh -huh. and everyone's looking at you and everyone's smiling. And because you're happy, like you're giving people the gift of making them happy because they think that 
like they're making you happy, yeah. you know? But really, like, does anyone really like to be sang to? You know, it's kind of awkward. Like, you're sitting there and people are just, like, singing to you. Right. So nobody really enjoys it, but it's like I get so happy because I know that by being happy, I'm making other feel, people feel like they're making me happy, which makes them happy. Anyway. Um, so it's a beautiful cycle of happiness. Yes. <laughs> that's why I really like birthdays. Yeah. But in terms of authenticity, I... Like, literally danced around the whole day and night in my multiple outfit changes, but I had this big pink tutu and took these, like, ra rainbow unicorn glow sticks to, like, a club, and we were, like, all dancing with my friends, and it was so much fun, but I was, like, looking around the room, and I was like, you know what? I think this is, like, the best birthday I've ever had yeah. because I was surrounded by people who were so um, supportive of making sure that, like, not making sure I was happy, but just, like... I, I could just so totally be my authentic self. Mm -hmm. And if I wanted to dance in a tutu and have pink unicorn glow sticks, then like I did. And people were just smiling, like cheering me on. And I think I didn't really get that like on my 16th birthday, <laughs> for example. Like I had like a sweet 16 where I had it at my house. And like, I remember I went all the way down to Wall Street to rent a chocolate fountain. Yeah. And I used my own like money, like babysitting money. And it was Whoa. like 200 bucks. I had to drag it. It was like so heavy. I dragged, put it on the subway, took it all the way home. And I was like so excited about it. But anyway, my friends came and they were like kind of like, I think a little judgy about like who was there and like uh, if the popular girls were there, sure. like if the cute boy in school was there. Mm. And you know, I just was like, whatever, man. Like I wanted to be like in my in my element and enjoy myself. So I think like as I've gotten older, all that to say is as I've gotten older. I think I just simply don't care like as much. Like if people, like I'm just gonna be like my authentic self and as long as I love myself, which I do, then like I don't see why like you wouldn't also love me, <laughs> you know? And if people don't or they don't wanna be around me, then like, you know, I'm humble enough to say like, okay, maybe I said something wrong or like I have something to work on or maybe, you know, nobody's perfect. Like mm -hmm. if I said something that came across the wrong way, like maybe my intention wasn't, wasn't clear in that moment or something yeah. but um yeah i just think like i'm now doing a better job of like surrounding myself with people that um i vibe with a little bit more and that i know i can be my authentic self around but i think in order to be your authentic self you have to know what your authentic self is mm, wow what a point yeah what, what a, a point. point. Take notes, everybody. That's very important. Yeah. So I think I've done... Like, you, uh, yeah, can you yeah, explain on that? Through my journaling and things like that, like I I do take a lot of time to like sit down with myself. And you know me, like I don't have a TV. <laughs> Man, I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to say that. Anyways, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure if you were going to call me out on it, so... Not call you out. Congratulate Oh, you. thank you. Yeah, so I, I think I spend a lot of time, like, you know, whether it's at home or, like, at a cafe or in the park, like, asking myself, like, who am I? Like, why do I deserve to live? <laughs> like, why am I here? Like, mm -hmm. who do I want to be? Like, what is my purpose? And, like, even if you just write down words, like, what are the words that, like, define me as a person? And the best class I ever took, I think, pretty much my whole life was in college and it was a class called presenting a brand called me by a wonderful professor named paul calhoun designed it so shout out to him but um the class was all about like you yourself you are a brand mm -hmm. so like if other companies like have brands and they're like promoting their brand and they have like a slogan or a mission statement 
and like you know what they are you know what they're about and you can give like a few words like when you think about a brand like you think about like i don't know your brand like <laughs> everybody brand yeah like you like you have a few words about it where you're like inclusion like diversity like love like self-love like yeah. connection you know what i mean right and so like i think i i've taken the time the time and like the attention to ask myself like what are my words that like would describe my brand and so i think if you like kind of write those out or like map them out or literally draw a map like of yourself or like of your brain kind mm -hmm. of like what i've done you can kind of discover like who you are like what it means to be authentic like what are the words that describe you like what is your brand what are you made out of and that kind of then once you have that and you're looking at it you can say oh I am an athlete. I am optimistic. Mm -hmm. I am a researcher of the good. Mm. Like I am a good friend. Right. And you're like, you're defining yourself and your identity. And then you can like, if you forget, you can like remind yourself about that list and say, oh yeah, like I am not a mean person. So like I can't, I shouldn't be hanging out with this person who like I have seen through their actions can be mean mm. or... um you know, I don't know, you can kind of like using that list, you can help like define and make very clear like actions for yourself, I think. Like yeah. through your actions, you can say, oh wait, I'm not a smoker. So like, why would I ever like take a cigarette? Mm. You know, yeah. so you're like holding yourself accountable to your like authenticity. So you're saying that there's a self-discovery journey that needs to happen before you're able to show up authentically as yourself because you're not sure who you might be if you haven't gone on that self-discovery journey yet. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. And maybe there's a few aspects, right? Like you can, maybe you grew up like in a suburb and played soccer and mm. studied math. Mm. Great. Those are things that are about you. Right. Those are part of like your story. And um, I don't know. I think those things like kind of are items that like, describe your story but don't like define your story right you know yeah there are parts that are about you like i play yeah. baseball i uh, wrestle right i have a podcast right I do speaking engagements i'm a coach yeah, all of those things, things are things that i do but who i am is how i show up in the world yes like what virtues do i flourish through like what virtues or values do i embody that if when i die and i'm in the grave and people are giving a eulogy about me like what do they say that i stood for well, and that's a very yeah. good exercise to do. Like, think about you're dead. Yeah. You're dead. You're dead. You're going to die. Everyone you love is going to die. Very important yeah. to understand that. So let's live life now because it's very precious and fragile. But think about what you want people to say about you. Yeah. How do you, Hadley was this. She showed up this way, right? right. Because we always want to give people their flowers when they're not here anymore. Mm -hmm. But we, we should give people their flowers now every single day that we can, every time we see them, because we don't know when the next time will be. But we should also do that for ourselves. Yeah. Like encourage yourself along the way. Be proud of yourself for this step. Yeah. Oh, I showed up really fucking present and grounded today. Yeah. That's fucking cool and really hard. So let's, um, is that one of my virtues? Is that one of my virtues? I was really honest today. Cool, that's a virtue that I wanna live by. What am I curious about? Ooh, like I went to this museum and like this turtle really stood out to me as one of the most unique <laughs> creatures I saw. 
Maybe I should dive into turtles a little bit more. Cool, I'll watch a bunch of YouTube videos on it. I'll join a Facebook community. I'll go to this event that they're having at the Dallas Convention Center that's about turtles, and I'm gonna meet 700 other people that really like turtles. Ooh, now I have this supportive community who can help me. Not just about turtles, but about anything. Okay. And there's just like a very small fraction of what potentially you can do if you start to get curious about who you wanna be and who your potential can be. And that's yeah. the self-discovery journey, right? There's so many things on the internet now about self-help and personal development. They're kind of like buzzwords and people are trying to get likes and retweets about it. But if you really dive into the information and have it resonate with you and investigate it in your own life, it actually can work. Yeah. Uh, and I think you're a proven fact of that. I definitely am. I've been on a journey for the, like the least last three years. Um, and so it's changed my life and also saved my life at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And so that's been powerful. But... Yeah, anyways, keep going. Unless I, unless I stopped your train of thought. No, no, that's okay. I guess I was just listening. I don't know what I was, was going to say. I guess I did lose my train of thought a little. But no, I guess I... Um, yeah, I guess I was just thinking to myself now um, that I think I have... Or I'm, I'm on a journey now, but I have kind of started to discover like what, what it makes me authentic. Like yeah. what does it mean when I'm being authentic? Right. And... Um, so I think that that's a great exercise, though, to ask yourself. Oh, I guess that's what I was going to say, to ask yourself, like, what would people say about me? What do I want people to say about me yeah, when very, I die? It's very powerful. <laughs> when I was little, I remember I used to ask, like, my family, I said, you know, can I have a funeral before I'm dead? Because I think what people would have to say would be, like, pretty nice things to hear. <laughs> like, like, I want to be around to hear them. I think people should be around to hear them. So I liked your point that you made about giving people their flowers, like, before they're dead yeah because i think you need to tell people like how you feel about them and how, in ways that they inspire you right um that way you know and I, I see that all the time with celebrities too like when a celebrity dies like i remember betty white recently like passed away yeah and everybody was saying all these amazing things about her but i remember thinking to myself last year like when she turned 90 or something i guess she almost turned 100 something she, like that. she was like a, two weeks away from turning 100 yeah. before she passed but away. last year when she turned 99 i remember like why don't they have like a big thing for Betty White so right. she can hear all these amazing things yeah. about her? So people know like how much she was loved like, and cared for. They do all these like amazing things like after they pass away, and it like bothers me a little bit because the person isn't maybe they're listening from up above or wherever, but they they weren't really like there to have a you know fun party and like yeah hear what people had to say. So anyway, I do try to like embody that a little bit where I I am very I think honest. It's kind of my word of the year is like truth and honesty, being like honest with myself, who I am, how I feel, but also honest towards others about how they make me feel. And so, and sometimes that's not good. <laughs> sometimes it's not a flower that I'm giving people where I say, you know, I'll, I'll meet somebody or be hanging out with them. And I'm like, you know, you, you make me feel like bad in this way. Or I felt like that comment was like judgmental towards somebody. And I think giving people feedback, you know, if your intent is not to be mean, but to make that person like a better person to say, hey, like, because I, I would want that feedback if mm -hmm. somebody says like, you know, whatever you said came across as as mean or something. Um, I think your intention is, is really important. So I try to do that, like give people feedback and be receptive of, of it as well. But um, But I think that also I help, I try to help hold my friends accountable to their authenticity. Yeah. So when they are kind of presenting themselves towards me and like I have like a friend, for example, who, you know, is like wants to like find it, for example, wants to find like a serious relationship. Mm. But then like I see him like 
you know, going on a lot of dates and like kind of fooling around and like hanging out with people who he definitely doesn't have the same kind of non-negotiables or like priorities or values mm. as, um, I, I call him out on it right. as a friend. Cause like, you know, we would do that to each other, like call each other out on things that are, aren't aligned with like who we are as people and what our priorities are. So I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who can hold you accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely have to go on this like self-discovery journey before you can show up as your authentic self and figure yeah. out who you are. Yeah. Yeah. That's very important. Yeah. And then, and then just like you said, right. Surrounding people who encourage that in you. Right. right. And hold you accountable to when you're not doing such. But I don't want people to think that they shouldn't, even though they maybe haven't fully discovered who they are, who they want to be and how they want to present themselves or their personal brand, they haven't fully like mastered that. You should still be authentic in terms of being genuine mm. and like being your genuine self. Because one thing I learned recently is people can't truly love you for you unless they know you like really know you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's why I think it's important to open up to people about like your sins or your secrets. Like maybe not every, everybody, you know, pick a person and like maybe share a few things, but um, to connect with people on a level where like you can receive that love for being like your true, true self. Yeah. And that will in turn help you discover your authenticity and your personal brand. The only way I think that you can truly get to that point of like knowing it, knowing your personal brand, knowing what makes you authentic, authentic, um, is when you are being vulnerable and when you're being open with people and like, you know, expressing like your, your true self and how you feel and things that maybe you feel afraid about or worried about or, yeah. you know, it, that's what makes connection. So. Absolutely. That's what makes yeah. connections. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very good point. Right. Self-discovery is a never ending journey. Yeah. Right, no matter where you are in life, whether you're seven years old, 12 years old, or 75 years old, you have life experiences. You have things that your gut and your heart is telling you that you should follow, the things that you're a bit curious about. Maybe you're an older person, you've ignored those kind of things because of whatever's happened in your life and things haven't gone the way that you wanted them to, but it's, it's never too late to make the initial step towards that discovery. And it really starts with journaling. It starts with journaling. And if you ask yourself, there's a bunch of questions you can ask yourself to start writing things down. But one big rock you want to get into the container is write down the question of, you know, where do you see yourself in three to five years? Mm -hmm. Where is it? Write it down. Write down if everything were to go like 95% right, where would, you, where would you be? Okay, now start mapping out some very small, minute goals that would lead you toward that thing. It's yeah. not going to end up exactly there because life is a twisty windy road and things are going to happen. There's going to be setbacks, inevitable pain and suffering and whatever, whatever. But things are generally going to go well if you start if you start making those incremental steps that way. And then you can underneath that write down what you're curious about and write 25 things yeah. that you're curious about or 20 things or five things that you're curious about. And then you can ask yourself, what do I know that I could be doing every day that would make my life better? Start doing it every day, one thing. And what is one thing that I could stop doing every day that would make my life better? There's four, there's four questions and a place you can start, an actual concrete place that you can start, and then you can start leading towards that in your life. Yep. And then there's a lot more work to be done, but we have to have a, a practical starting point because everything is very daunting and seems overwhelming, like, mm -hmm. oh my God, who am I? 
It's like an existential crisis. Right. And it can be, but it's, it's not if you break it down into smaller nuggets and then reduce it to the smallest step that you will actually take today and then build from there. And those four questions are, are a good place to start. Answer one of them, all four of them, whatever you're feeling. And then you can start to show up genuinely and authentically and open yourself up to people and create deeper relationships and have vulnerabilities. And when failure and rejection and heartbreak comes into your life, it won't be this soul-crushing event. It will suck and it will hurt and it will be really hard, of course. But you'll be able to pick yourself up a little bit better because you know who you are. You know what you're looking for and you know what you want to bring into your life. And you're attracting that more often than not. Yeah. So I think that's great. Definitely. But there's a few things on this uh, on the sheet that you wrote because we're, we're on the uh, kind of the truth, honesty, and authenticity portion <laughs> of this mind map. And when you were talking about some feedback that you give your friends and being honest with them when they not, might not be showing up the way that they said they wanted to show up, they're not embodying some of these characteristics. I thought of this thing that you wrote here, which is being clear is being kind. Would you like to go in on that a little bit? Sure. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I say this probably almost every day uh -huh. <laughs> to a lot of my friends here. Yeah. And again, I think my word of the year is truth and honesty. Yeah. So um, it was funny when I first moved to Dallas, people would tell me a lot, uh, you know, you're really, you're really blunt. And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, you're just, you're not like aggressive, but you're just like very like forward. Like you just kind of say it how it is. And I thought that was interesting feedback that people, you know, were giving me. Because yeah. I never really got that, you know, from New York City. And then before this, I was living in like France. We right. talk about blunt. People are very blunt there. Yeah. Um, so when I came to Dallas, I, I was getting that feedback a lot, but it, it wasn't a bad thing. I, I appreciated the feedback, but I was like, you know, I enjoy being blunt because I, I'm being like very honest. Like I'm just like stating how, where I'm at and how I'm feeling. So I've been like saying a lot that being clear, like being clear is being kind. And I say that to my friends quite a bit too, because, um, I don't know if it's like a Southern thing or like just some people are a little bit more like beating around the bush. Mm. And I don't think being nice like is being kind. Like you can be like nice to somebody and that's great. But if you're not being honest with them, it's confusing. And then they can't trust you. Mm -hmm. And I'd rather have somebody trust me and respect me and know my intention than to think I'm just a, a kind, friendly person. You know, so yeah. like I've met like a few friends here, um, like randomly like at a cafe or something. I'm like, oh, you know, like you're really cool. Like we seem like we have like some mutual interests. Like maybe we should grab a coffee. Like, would you want to do that? And like, it's mostly girls usually. And they're like, yeah, like that sounds great. Like totally, like I'll text you. And then I never hear from them. Mm. I'm like, that's so confusing to me. Cause like, at least on the East coast, like you would never say you were going to do something unless you were actually going to do it. Mm -hmm. And like, then you like have to do it because you said you were going to. So I think just like, and that like, that gives people trust in you and like it shows accountability and they can like have faith in you and like through your actions, but also through your words. So anyway, um, I genuinely believe that being clear is being kind. And I much rather have somebody tell me that they, you know, don't really like my new haircut <laughs> as opposed to saying that it's great just to like be nice, mm -hmm. you know? And I think it's like situational, like there's a time and place, but um, especially when it comes to like friendships, any kind of relationships, romantic relationships, things like that, being clear about like what your intention is and how you're feeling is far better than just being nice. 
Yeah. It boils down to this one thing, right? Truth and service of love. Truth and service of love. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You want to have the most adventurous life? I've told you this before, right? You want to live the most adventurous life possible. The most adventurous life, right? Everyone aims to do that, right? An amazing, adventurous life. You want that? Sounds awesome, right? You know how to do it? It only takes one thing. Just be honest. Tell the truth. Yeah. More often than not, tell the truth, be honest, and you will live a very, very adventurous life. Yeah. And that's it. it, it literally, it's, it's no more complex than that. If you have truth in service of love and you tell the truth, you will live a quite beautiful life and it'll also be very, very adventurous. And some people will be very receptive of it and appreciative of it. Some people will take it in a way that you didn't intend them to take it. But that is part of the journey. It's part of the process. But I've, I heard Dr. Jordan Peterson say that. If you want to live the most adventurous life, tell the truth. And it just made so much sense. And I've been trying to do that. Yeah. I've been trying to do that. Because we were talking about self-discovery. And I've done a lot of that, and it's kind of uh, led me to discover the, my five top virtues that I feel like I want to flourish towards. And then so like I've gone through this kind of process, it's like finding your top five virtues, your unique virtues that you want to flourish through. And then that leads you to implementing a personal philosophy that you want to embody. And then that leads you to a massive transformative purpose. So like these all three things line up. And you're trying to line these three things up every day in your life with every action, every word, every moment. That's not possible, but you aim to do that. And so um, when you end, when, not when you end, when you're going through and kind of in the midst of your self-discovery journey, you're going to find out these things about yourself. And then it's much easier to say no to things that don't line up right. with your values because you absolutely 100% are crystal clear on your values. Like if I was getting robbed in the street and someone had a knife to my throat and they said, what the fuck is your personal philosophy? <laughs> And I'll let you go. I'll be like, done. I know it. Because that's how crystal clear you have to be on who you are and what you want. Yeah. And so to give you some context, my five top unique virtues, see if you agree with them, see if I live by them, okay. are uh, kindness, gratitude, zest, which is like energy, um, truth or honesty, and hope. Those are my top five unique I would virtues. agree with those. Yeah? Those are good I, ones. I think those yeah. are good. I like zest. Yeah, Energy is good. A good one. And then it leads me to my personal philosophy, which is what I want to live by, which is to lead with love and empathy. And then it leads to my massive transformative purpose, which is like my big, big, big purpose, which is to end mental suffering. So all three of those things basically are now how I live my life. Every action I make, every decision, every tweet, every social media post, every everything yeah. is run through that algorithm. And I'm not perfect at it, but more often than not, it lines up. But that's so important that mm -hmm. you have that. Right. Because you can be intentional about everything. Everything. About your friends, about your time, mm -hmm. about what you do, mm -hmm. about your morning routine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely everything, everything is intentional towards those goals. Yeah. And they will. those goals will happen because right. you're so intentional and you're doing everything you can towards them. And I think everybody needs that. Mm -hmm. And everybody, like... The most important thing you can take the time to do is just that, mm -hmm. you know, is to take the time to set aside to focus on what are your values, what are your virtues, you know, what is your big mission. Mm -hmm. And I think if people, if people don't know that, then why do you have the job that you do? 
You know, like what, what are you working towards? What's your kind of goal in your life? What makes you feel purposeful and passionate? And those two things are super, super important. So anyway, that's, that's very inspiring that you have that, but, but you, you embody it though in in everything that you do. So I think that's why, um, that's why it's inspiring towards people. And I, but it, but it's, it's also a little bit sad. Like I, I feel like we should have been taught in, you know, at a younger age in school, maybe high school about how to do that. Yeah. And why didn't our teacher, you know, or anybody ever sit down and say, okay, we're going to focus like on ourselves this week, <laughs> you know, figure out like, what are your values? What's your like mission for your life? Mm-hmm. What are those things? And so, um, you know, we, we should do that. We should create a course in school or something and people should go into at least like the working world or like pay to go to a university for an education based on what maybe that that mission is and it might change as you get older of course yeah everything can evolve and grow and adapt but at least you have something to build Build certain sections of your life off of because each section of your life you know you're doing something different right and then you know in your in your back half of your life your work life your parent life your whatever life that is you have that thing maybe your massive transformative purpose is to be the best mom in the world or the best dad in the world or the best parent in the world that's a fucking amazing purpose amazing right so what if that's that or what if it's what yours is right what you said in your bio right, right? building a company that you know helps people and the planet yeah in a positive way mm-hmm. that's massive yeah it's a big goal you but know? i have to have attainable goals to get there you have the figure smaller out what ones those in between, are though which you've already got right yeah. you're going to school yeah it's important to you know figure it out, and I know um, James Clear from Atomic Habits. He has yeah. a good. We like um, him on this podcast. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We, but he has a good um, template, kind of what you were talking about. It's like I'm a visual person, so I like the. He kind of uses like bubbles, so he yeah. has like little bubbles at the bottom, which lead to like more like bigger bubbles, which lead to like medium bubbles, which leads to like one big bubble. So like my one big bubble is to be the CEO of a company that does creates positive social change for people on the planet, Yeah. right? So, like, what do I think I need to do in order to get there? So I have, like, small goals, and then you work your way up. So I think at least, you know, you can be purposeful every single day. What can I do, you know, tomorrow to be 1% better mm-hmm. in terms of my mind, body, and soul? Yeah. But also in terms of getting a little bit closer to my, like, overarching mission and my dream whether that's in my career or what i want to do in my life yeah so yeah amazing when you come back on this podcast um we will we'll hammer out those okay we'll have your top five virtues yes which you might already know them now I think I need to define them a but little. But we'll, we'll, we'll give you a little time, and <laughs> okay. then whatever your personal philosophy is. Okay. And then I think you already have your massive transformative purpose, but yeah. the next time we have you on, it might be different. All right. So I love I, it. I, now I'm giving you the challenge of figuring out those first two. All right. Okay. Everyone listening too, that's their challenge as well. Oh, they hear me talk so. about this every week. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they already did it. I'm hoping that, I'm ho- I get some, like one of the best parts about this podcast uh, is that some, when people message me, and they tell me that my words or things I've said or things I encourage people to do have had a tremendously positive impact on their life. Sure. It, uh, yeah. <clears throat> it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't even have a lot of words to say how it makes me feel, but it makes me feel like this, it's like, it's fucking worth it, you yeah. know? Like the pain, the grief, yeah. the struggle, 
hardship. It's all worth it. And I hope people hear that, right? Your pain, your struggle, your hardship. It's, it's worth it if you, you know, it's worth it. That's it. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm about to get choked up. Anyways, <laughs> uh, excuse me. <clears throat> so I have, I have one final question for you. Okay. Since we're, I think we're hitting about an hour and a half here. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're going to have Chat a part. All day. We're going to have a part two for sure. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll be in Boston next time. Nice. Yeah. All right. Which would be cool. It definitely won't be in this apartment. No. Well, that's actually not true because I might want to do one before you leave. Okay. Which is like in six months. Yeah. Yeah. We have time. So, uh, yeah. It'll be in okay. this apartment. Okay. Because I want to catch you before you leave. All right. Fair enough. Because uh, I'm having a, I'm, I'm getting just guess, a wild guess that this episode is going to be very popular. Oh, I would hope so. The one I'd be with, honored. The one with Sam was really quite popular. <laughs> oh, good. The most recent one, the most popular one was the sex relationships and porn one. Sam's up there. He's That was his third time on the pod. Oh. He's a great guest. People really like him. I'll try to beat he's Sam. An, he's an incredible guy. <laughs> he and I think this one is, I think this one is going to be great. And I think our friends are going to watch it too. And yeah. hopefully they're encouraged and inspired by the good. same things. Good. But my last final question okay. is not on your sheet. Which we, we didn't even, I mean, I, I got some stuff here. If you see on YouTube, I, I highlighted some of the green stuff that we talked about. And I wrote some stuff here, but we have much more to I discuss. told you, I like to draw. I like I to write this. it out. I so. love this. <laughs> <clears throat> but my one final question is, what are you most excited about right now in your life? Hmm. What am I most excited about? Well, I think I'm most excited about... I have about six months left of this Dallas chapter, mm -hmm. and I kind of have like a uh, a bucket list almost of like things I want to do in Dallas. Yeah. And I wrote some of it down. Some of it's in my brain, but um, I, I think I'm I love having things to look forward to, and so I think I'm really excited about just taking advantage of the rest of my time in Dallas and having a lot of fun and doing like wonderful things with like my incredible, incredible friends mm. such as yourself yeah. that I've made here and just really like building on those relationships and just like kind of like cherishing them. Cause I know like, you know, nothing really like lasts forever. And um, it's funny when you know you're like, time is like quote unquote, like limited or like yeah. running out. Um, I just want to like maximize like every single day. And I know I can't do everything every day and it's not so much about doing activities, but even like I wake up in this apartment and like, I've never had, like everything's bigger in Texas. Like I've never had so much space. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know Especially what to do with it. New York, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even fill it with furniture. Yeah. So, um, That's why she doesn't have a TV. have <laughs> a TV. <laughs> Got this couch on Facebook Well, I think Market. after listening to you talk for the last hour and a half, people can understand why you don't have a TV. Yeah. So you go do stuff. I go do stuff. You go to I the love park, doing you walk, yeah. you hang with friends, you read, you study, you I try work. to meditate, I listen meditate. to podcasts, yeah, listen to so music. We should, we should um, all take that example. Today I was sitting on a bench and I saw a yellow butterfly. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, beautiful. That's you. You're turning <laughs> like into a beautiful little, butterfly. I know. I'm like, that's me. I'm like coming out of my cocoon. But, um, but anyway, but that's what I'm most excited about is just like really taking advantage of my time here. And I wake, I literally wake up every single day in like this apartment that I've like built for myself and being like, I'm so proud of myself. Like I'm so proud that I've like created, because I think spaces can be like a sanctuary. Yeah. And I'm like, I've created this like sanctuary for myself, but also like these connections around me and like being in this physical space of Dallas and like surrounded by like good friends. It's like a blessing. And I, I do feel very, very grateful every day. And so I just remind myself that every single day I'm like, I'm not going to be in Dallas for much longer. So I just want to like, just be so like in love with it in love every day. And I will kind of end with this as I, um, 
forgot, I read this quote the other day where it said, give every day the chance to be the best day of your life. Mm. And so I really try to embody that. Wow. I said that was the last question. <laughs> okay, but what you said just like oh, no. got me flowing again. <laughs> and I have another question for okay. you. It's not really a question, I guess. Well, it is, sort of. But <clears throat> Tim Ferriss is a guy who has a podcast, amazing podcast. And he asked this question to his guests at the end of every episode. Okay. And I think it would be really nice for you to answer it. So he asked them, if you had a billboard that you could put up and it would be seen by millions, potentially billions of people, what would you put on that billboard? Jeez. Um, I think I have a one thought that you might put on there. But also thought, that's what I thought, because that quote. That was pretty good. I thought that might yeah. go on the billboard. So that that's could why go I asked on the billboard. You, but. Give every day the chance to be the best day of your life. I would put that on there. That's pretty good. I would also maybe, I don't know why this just popped into my head when you said that. But as soon as you asked me that question, what came to my mind was, um, remember your worth. Mm. And I don't know why that popped into my head, but I think I just like, I, I think I've been like inspired lately about like remembering that like, like what your assumption was where you were like, everyone's doing their best, but you had a fact and your yeah. fact was that everybody is on this. Everyone holds intrinsic value. Everyone deep holds, intrinsic value. yeah, everyone holds deep intri intrinsic value. Thank you. So to me, like along those lines, it's like, remember your worth. Like I've been thinking about that a lot. Like that sometimes we forget that like we're all here for a reason mm -hmm. and you are the way that you are like for a reason and we do have value we do have worth and like i think we just forget sometimes like how worthy you are like you are worthy of having like a fabulous birthday party where you mm -hmm. like make posters of your face and like decorate your whole house the color that you want and like you are worthy of like having really wonderful friends and you, you are worthy of giving your body good, nutritious food and going out for a walk and like seeing like the sunlight and like small, small joys. And like, you know, you're worthy of like waking up with like such gratitude about like where you live and like you're, no one's life is perfect. Everybody has struggles and everybody has things that like make them afraid or make them sad. But it's just like, I want people to know on that billboard when they see like, remember your worth is like, you are so important and you are so loved and like you need to love yourself and like remember that so that's what i would put for sure fantastic <laughs> amazing um if you want people to follow you on social media where would they follow you sure um i almost gave my linkedin <laughs> that's a great one <laughs> sure you're a business, this you're is a business my, person. my name yeah they my first my last name Hadley Hazelman, that's yeah. me. But um, I'm also on social media. Yeah, mm. I think it's like Hadley Margot, my middle name. Yeah. But you, you'll find me. Yeah, well, I'm a we'll, famous CEO one day. Yeah, <laughs> we'll link you in the show notes. Cool. Okay, so we're going to end with this quote from the Brene Brown Wholehearted Parenting Manifesto. Okay? Okay. <sighs> Above all else, I want you to know that you are loved and lovable. You will learn this from my words and actions. The lessons on love are in how I treat you and how I treat myself. Thank you for watching episode 90 or viewing or listening to episode 90 of Jackson Talks, everybody. This is an amazing episode. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having Hadley me. Hadley will be back again for another part. We have, we have much more to talk about um, and can't wait to see what you do, how you change the world, where our friendship grows where your relationship goes, um, and just everything that you're about.
about what you're doing, how you're impacting people's lives. And, uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Much love, guys. Talk to you next time. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Nailed it. Woohoo! Nailed it. I hope we record it. <laughs>